Screwing It Over with Cup North, the show that gives you the chance to deep dive into the topics shared in the content program at our events. From social to consumer to sustainability issues, there's something for everyone. I'm Hannah Davis and Grace Talbot. And today we're joined by Laura Beckhart and Cullen Bolan Shanahan, who are the very first champions of Extractive Development, a competition hosted by Cup North at this year's Birmingham Coffee Festival. Woohoo! Yeah, for those of you out there who haven't heard of Extractive Development, it's a competition created by, mostly by Grace, I have to say, but the full Cup North team were <laughs> on board to produce and deliver our first edition of Extractive Development in Birmingham. The premise of the competition is that baristas and roasters enter separately we pair them up and they get to perform together on stage they have to show off their kind of real life skills as roasters and baristas by providing the coffee and then brewing that coffee for our panel of judges and little element of the competition which is a bit different from other competitions is that we have a brew bar next to the competition stage for our audience to engage with so we wanted to create a competition that was a little bit more accessible for consumers so they get the chance to go and try the coffee after they've seen it being served on stage so that's kind of a bit of a different element to it and yeah it's lots of opportunity for networking knowledge sharing and having fun which is what happened in Birmingham I think. So yeah, I'm very excited to meet Laura and Cullen today on the podcast and talk more about their experiences. A little bit more information about the guests that will be joining us on the podcast today. So we have Laura Metcalf. So as a semi-finalist at the UK Barista Championship this year, Laura thrives on the exhilarating challenge of competing and the opportunity to connect with fellow coffee enthusiasts in the industry. What sets Extracted Development apart for her is the platform that brings forth innovative ideas and techniques that eventually make their way into cafes and delight consumers. For Laura, being a part of this competition is not only exciting, but also a whole lot of fun. We also have Cullen Boland Shanahan. Cullen is the visionary behind Conscious, an independent green coffee importer and roaster. After exploring the world of design, he found his true calling in the coffee industry. But instead of just sipping on coffee, he took it to the next level by immersing himself in coffee farms in Ecuador, Colombia and Peru. His mission? To revolutionise supply chains and make them more fair and resilient. He believes in the power of connections, so he works closely with individual producers and small community projects in Peru. His roasting style is an art that brings out the unique talents and hard work of each producer. Well, well, we're in for a treat meeting these two today, I think. (laughs) Before we welcome Laura and Cullen to the podcast, we're going to take a short break to hear an advert from our espresso machine partner to Extracted Development, Conti. Conti espresso machines, which are made in France for those who don't know, are handcrafted with a genuine passion for innovation and coffee excellence. For over 65 years, Conti has been combining exceptional quality and reliability to create the finest espresso machines. Their mission is not simply to design a coffee machine, but to give their products an identity which makes them stand out from other espresso machines. Discover more about their products at conti-espresso.co.uk. Without further ado, welcome, 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 Cullen and Laura. Welcome to Brewing It Over. Hello. Hello. Hey. How are we both today? Good, yeah. Enjoying the nice, cool weather. Yeah, yeah, we have to say that, don't we? Because we've all complained about the heat for too long and now it's not hot anymore. We're like, yeah. Ever remember the other week when we were like, boo, too hot? No, it, was, it was crazy hot. I think I left the day before the heat wave started and I came back last, like yesterday, 
So I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, that was a quintessential British right to moan, no matter what the weather is doing. Yeah. It was really hot. Yeah, except I went up to Newcastle last week and it was like 15 degrees and everybody was walking around in T-shirts and I was so cold. Yeah, it was hot in London, really hot. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. In fact, yeah. I am very grateful for the rain. Actually, I take that back. I am mm. enjoying the cool weather. Also, autumn is a good time of year. Well, Colin's ready for it with his autumn jumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love autumn. Love the cold. I'm all for it. I think yeah. Isn't autumn your favourite time of the year, Hannah? Have I got that right? It is. I do love autumn. Yeah. yeah, I like the light in autumn when it's, especially if it's like a nice sunny day and it's all crisp and the sun's low in the mm. sky and mm. yeah, good yes. times. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> for our listeners: we are not recording on one of those days. At least not where I am. It is grey and miserable. <laughs> no. Let's pretend. Yeah. <laughs> that it is. Yeah. Um, so for our lovely mm. listeners, we like to give them an opportunity to get to know you both a little bit better. Um, so we have some very challenging questions. They're very, very difficult. So I hope you are sweating profusely. I think because there's two questions, I might take it in turns. So Laura, are you ready to answer question number one? Oh. I feel like the count. Okay, let's go. What is your coffee order? So usually it's a filter coffee and sometimes an espresso. Depends how I'm feeling, how much caffeine I want. If it's a really fancy cafe, if it's a really good place, I'll try both. But usually it's a filter coffee. Filter. Great choice. And is that like hand brew <laughs> or batch brew, if you've got the choice? Either. Yeah, batch brew or hand brew. I'm happy with both. This is a common answer. I think me and Hannah are in agreement with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if you can pull off a really good batch brew, you're a good cafe. Yeah, yeah. in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> Agreed. I love a batch brew. The temperature of a batch brew as well is like a lot of the appeal for me because I like can guzzle it quite quickly. Yeah. But um, maybe that's a patience issue on my part. Anyway, um, so we're in our fantasy cafe now. We've got our fabulous barista, Hannah, working on the uh, filter coffee. Sorry, Colin, you don't get to choose. You're just getting Laura's dream beverage. But what you do get to choose <laughs> is the music that is playing in our dream cafe. What are you saying? Oh, my God, really put on the spot here. Yeah, um, I told you they were hard. Do you know what? <laughs> I actually think, I don't listen to the radio that often, so I think just kind of like, whatever is quite popular at the moment just so I'm kind of like a bit more tuned in with like what's happening um because I feel like kind of out of touch a bit by myself here in this um in this roastery so um I listen to the podcast by myself so yeah kind of just the pop hits of the time man I'm into that <laughs> I'm traveling you're like I feel like I'm caught out I don't know the pop hits of the time so I'll just call them the pop hits of the there time. you go <laughs> exactly that's out of touch yeah. the pop hits of the time <laughs> so you actively don't want music that you could sing along to because you are more about enjoying the coffee experience or you like are embarrassed to say the songs you want to sing along to because I said I said Paramore from the noughties for this question so you can't be embarrassed I was like emo music I want to feel 14 again <laughs> do you know what does it have to be music because like in, when I'm here, I bet you just am getting through the entire back catalogue of Mark Moron, like, like <laughs> WTF. So, like, just whatever episode I'm up to on that, just, if you could just carry on with that, yeah, you know, I mean, where I left cafe. off. So, <laughs> I mean, I if I can choose any rules. Yeah. 
I think Laura's <laughs> left by now. She's got a takeout filter coffee and she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are some great unique answers. Uh, this is why we love these questions. You do actually get to learn a bit about people on the uh, episode. Um, the last question I think is like one that you should both answer. So uh, rock, paper, scissors on who goes first. But what is your most memorable or maybe one of your most memorable coffee shop experiences? Uh, mine's quite re- a recent one. I, I don't know if it's just like a recent recent memory, but I went to a coffee shop in Brighton and I, I had like zero expectations. I walked in and it was just like, you know, another coffee shop. I was just like walking by and I went in, I got a batch brew and it was so good. It was probably one of the best coffees I've had this year so far. And I, I, I just wasn't expecting it to be that good. I don't remember what the coffee was, but it was just like really well extracted, really delicious. And then they had like Omblicon um, coffee there, which I've been wanting to try for ages and I saw it on the shelf and I was like oh my god they have Omnicon it was just it was just one of those experiences that was really nice because I had zero expectations of it being that good yeah yeah I think that would be mine yeah yeah the coffee shop was Loam in Brighton honestly if you go there like I mean it might have just been a really good day they were having but I had a really nice experience there and the staff were lovely as well. They were like, you know, when you go in the coffee shop sometimes and they're, you know, you feel a little bit out of place sometimes in really like trendy coffee shops. It wasn't like that at all. They were just like, oh, how are you doing? You fancy a batch brew? Like off you go. And it was a really nice experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, uh, the, I guess, again, like a quite a recent experience was I went to um, as a coffee shop called um, Ciclo in, um, in Lima in Peru. They work with uh, some different producers and the coffee they made me was a from a it, you know I don't even remember the, the the coffee variety or in the process I went through, but um they were very very knowledgeable, like telling me about like their relationship. And then um they served me the coffee in a cup that was designed in the, to be the same shape as like the tank that the coffee was fermented in. And it was just like very much like, oh wow, what a connection to oh, wow. this, like mm-hmm. um this coffee. Um and then they gave me some like other like little bits of information about like how much kind of coffee is export from this region and it came across like not super pretentious but just like they were super interested and they knew a lot and it was it just felt very like an interesting kind of experience to have and um, so alongside the coffee being delicious as well yeah um so yeah shout out to Ciclo and Lima and Peru so we've got to go to Brighton and then Peru. So it's a short, short journey that we're yeah. making to. <laughs> exactly. Before we get stuck into the interview, the reason why we're both here is because you won the first ever edition of Extracted Development, which was a competition. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a competition created by Cup North this year um the first edition took place in Birmingham and yeah you were our winners congratulations again <laughs> I'm sure you've received many congratulations since what have you been up to since winning before we get stuck into the competition so aside from telling everybody that we won this competition which has been yeah. <laughs> which has been really great <laughs> as like something to like highlight um for the work that we do um we've been you know Speaking of more coffee shops, and um, we, do, we, do, we do a kiosk usually on weekends, but we we stopped doing that because I think, I actually think because of winning the competition, um, it helped us kind of get a bit of like clout to create like a, 
a kind of semi-permanent like pop-up with a bakery in North London. So to kind of prove that like, you know, we're quality. Yeah. So um oh, that's amazing. That's that starts that, that starts next week actually. What's the name of the bakery? Right. Yeah. You, if you're happy to it's, share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please all come along. <laughs> it's <laughs> um the top the Tufnell Park bakery in um in Tufnell Park. Um it's like a small French bakery and soon to you know, for me to be slinging copies out of. Amazing. That is super exciting. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know you were doing that, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, well, I'm not. Yeah, we'll see what goes. Like it's kind of our next step, really. Before, because I don't know anything about running a coffee shop, so it's how do we make sure to not mess that up while kind of learning a lot? Yeah, that's how everyone starts, move. isn't it? No, yeah. Lots, lots, yeah. yeah, people all over the place running coffee shops Learned and they haven't got a clue, yeah. so you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, it's fine. We worry so much. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I work as a barista trainer, so it's been really cool, like, um, since the, since I won, like, it's been, it's really nice to say, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we won best espresso, best and best overall. So it's gave me, like, a lot of confidence in, in what I do, because I, I was a competitor already, I did BCs. And now I'm training for Brewers Cup and um, and Aeropress Championships. So the win is definitely kind of lit a fire under me where I feel a lot more like, you know, I, I can go in and I can actually do a good job at competing. So it's um it's definitely given me a lot more confidence. And yeah, it is nice as well. All my regular customers in the cafe, they're like, how was the competition? And I was like, I won. And like, I swear my regulars are like my biggest cheerleaders. <laughs> they were all so proud. <laughs> yeah uh, especially like consumers i suspect like the idea of competition is still quite rogue to them like if you're not they're like oh yeah you want to tell them i'm like oh coffee competition they're like oh you're doing the patterns and i'm like actually no i'm like it's more about brewing and they're like really (laughs) yeah (laughs) honestly when you have to explain a coffee competition to somebody i feel like is this really my life it's really what I do. <laughs> like locked in the roastery for eight hours, just brewing coffee over and over to be the best at it. <laughs> so should we uh, should we talk a bit about your experience of competing then? Like, what, what um, drew you to competing in extractive development originally? Well, it was really weird because I'd seen it online, um, the extractive development competition, and. Um, I'd seen it a few times and then it popped up on Instagram and it was final day to apply. And I thought, I'm a big believer in the universe. I'm like, if something, if the universe puts something in front of you, you should take it, whether or not you think it's right for you or not. So I was like, this is a sign. I was like, I'll put my name in the pot and see what happens. And then I got accepted. And then obviously, yeah, like it was a really weird experience because it was very like random and last minute. Um so yeah, that was interesting. I felt like the universe meant for it to happen. I was meant to go in and meet Cullen and do all of that. <laughs> you didn't know each other before the competition, for our listeners' reference? No, we'd never met, which was really fun because I remember the first thing we did was we did a FaceTime. It was a little bit awkward and I was like, because I've competed before and I know how stressful it is and I know how intense it is. And I was like, I have to compete on stage with this guy that I don't know. And I was like, what if he's horrible? I was like, what if I don't like him? <laughs> and then we started meeting up and doing like, you know, practices and trainings and things like that. And then we became friends. And then it was so funny because we did the competition. Obviously, you bond a lot in competition because it's really stressful. 
And then a week later, I turned up to a cup and you were there. And I was like, oh, hi, friend. I was like, we have a little bit of trauma together. We were up on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've not competed before, Cullen? No. So for me, um, yeah, it was the first time competing. And um, I at the end of it, it really helped build a lot of confidence. And I think um, kind of the reason for taking part was kind of that as well to try and build some confidence and kind of just see like, okay, where, like, where am I at and where, where's our, where's our company there for at in terms of like, like coffee and like judging, you know, if it's what we're doing is like good or not. And, you know, because the competition uh, paired me with Laura with, you know, as a roaster with a barista, it really felt like the perfect first competition to take part in. Um, again, because yeah. also Laura had like so much experience already and like uh, so much experience like in competition as well as in competition as well as coffee. It felt like, okay, this is a really good opportunity to like, you know, just learn loads and just see what we like, see where it takes us. Um, mm. So, I mean, that was really the main reason for taking part. It was like, okay, well, am I ready? Who knows? I've got no experience, but Laura's here. So hopefully she can help guide this. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the <laughs> coffee, so. Kind of... Yeah, like I want to add on to that. Like yeah. it was a, what were you going to say? Well, when we had our FaceTime, it's funny, you were thinking, I wonder what this guy's like. I was just thinking like, okay, how are we going to make this work? <laughs> and it will ever happen. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a really good pairing. So, like, obviously I brought the competition experience um, and the barista side of it. And then Cullen brought, like, the roasting. And, like, I remember the first cupping that we did. So we cupped these full range of coffees. And I remember tasting that geisha that we used. And I was like, dude, I was like, this is really good. And you were like, oh, do you think? And I was like, yes I was like this coffee's amazing so that was like that was the moment where I was like thank god I was like it was a great pairing and then the fact that you <laughs> it was it was such a good pairing and like the fact that you had so much information from the farm level and like the transparency of the coffee and I've never been to the farm like I've never I've never gone to origin so you were telling me all these stories showing me pictures of you with the families and like I I really buzzed off that it was amazing for me so I thought we brought, we both brought like really interesting sides to it. Yeah. Very complimentary pairing, it sounds like. It was. It was a great pairing. Yeah. Cullen's partner, Leah, called in the cafe the other day and got a coffee. Because you've been in Peru for the last few weeks. So I haven't, obviously haven't seen you. Uh, but yeah, Leah called in the coffee, uh, the coffee, the cafe and got a coffee. So that was really nice to see her. She's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, it's funny because we only, we live like kind of up the road, like um, in between Archway and Topnell Park. Yeah. So um, mm. yeah, it's not too far from one of your stores. Yeah. Sorry. When we do the pairing. We try and do it on like a geographical proximity first, where we can um, um, just kind of maximise that experience that you get, like from being close to one another. And like in your case, it was so magical. You know, when we set out with this competition, it was we had a lot of we and we still do have a lot of grand ambitions. But this like idea of learning from one another was really like at the core of it. And it yeah. just sounds like mm. there has been so much. And I like to think possibly maybe some of the confidence that you've walked away from, even if you hadn't have won, you would have had that because like you were just talking about Laura yeah. cupping your coffee and telling you how good it tastes like sometimes it's just nice to hear from someone outside of your echo chamber who owes you nothing like if anything Laura is there to be brutal in this scenario right saying like this is really good <laughs> like it sounds like you've given each other some beautiful confidence as well yeah definitely yeah I think so for sure and um 
because I think uh, this industry, it's um, it's so uh, terrifying for like an outsider, I think, to kind of enter mm. it. Like, you know, irrelevant yeah. of like, you know, your background as a person, I think like because it feels so opaque, like judging and understanding coffee is like something that you really get just to experience and through engaging with other people. You know, have an opportunity to take part in this competition and, you know, work of law, but then also have other people in the coffee industry who, again, owe like us nothing to, you know, be open and give us like feedback is just being it's so helpful. I think one of the main reasons why we have gone out of our way to try and take part in different coffee festivals as well, yeah. because it feels like, okay, these are good spaces to like be like, okay, right, what's really going on? Like, what is in terms of how the speciality coffee scene like develops? Like, how how are we sitting within this and are, are we making sense and um are we complementary to like the other offers like without the like throughout the uk so yeah it's been yeah, such a confidence builder good <laughs> did you uh both look at your score sheets in terms of the feedback or was it more what you were told did you read them yeah yeah i like looking at the score sheets afterwards because colin i don't think you were really that bothered about them were you I remember, like, I messaged you and I was like, score sheets, and you were like, oh. <laughs> I think, like, I think, um, I don't know when you messaged me, I think I'd, like, I'd just taken down that, the, like, set we had made for the festival. And I was just like, oh, my God, I need to, like, <laughs> lock myself in a room for, like, a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Terry. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you've competed in other competitions. Is that something you've like you're really into looking at the score sheets for other competitions and how did you find competing in extractive development compared to those other competitions as well so yeah I mean I'm really lucky that I have uh for the SEA competitions I have a coach uh she's called Deanna she's amazing she used to be a judge so she's really score sheet focused when I train um she was away when I trained for extractive development so she wasn't around to help me so Basically, I, I did what she told me. I went through all of the score sheets because it's very different. And I worked out all of the score sheets, what we needed to do or say to gain a point, what we needed to not do to lose points. And then I just kind of went from there. But I mean, it's a competition at the end of the day. And that's what you're there to do. It's like you're there to work the score sheet. And if you can do all of that and then have like a little bit of fun on stage as well, that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, I'm a score sheets girl. I like I like. I don't know the structure of it but the difference is with like extract development what I found because it was the first ever one is all the other competitions you can go online and look at like previous ones and see other people's routines we couldn't do that and I was like I really had to focus on the rules to be honest you you sent like a breakdown of um the score sheet it was like a score sheet guide which was really helpful to me on how to word certain things because I couldn't I couldn't go and ask anybody who'd done it before I couldn't be like oh how do, how do you does this work and how do you do this on stage and extracted development because I was like I, I kind of went in blind a little bit but in a way you both helped shape that because it was the first edition and like what was really mm-hmm. interesting for us was like it had been this like theoretical concept for ages and then all of a sudden you were all doing it and you all took the reins and you all had the same info and access to the same things and a lot of people approached it differently and that's part of like the joy I think humbly and not biased at all of the competition is that because you can celebrate who you are and you don't have to kind of conform to a certain I don't know definition of customer service we got to see everybody approach it in this really different way and some people were really gregarious on stage and like personal sort of focus and then other people were quiet and reserved and it wasn't that one was better than another but it was just great to see all these different like 
interpretations. So I'm glad in a way that you didn't have that guide that you could go and just mm. make it your competition. Yeah, the girl who went out last when she set the uh, the steam ones up and they started playing. What was it they played? The so- <laughs> that was so much fun to watch. And I was like, yes, that was it. That was really fun. I love to see that. It was a really fun competition. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. Does that mean that when you both compete again, because we do now expect that, that we can expect a musical number to feature in your routine? Because that was a winning moment for me. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna start the competition like where I left off the podcast that um we uh <laughs> <laughs> where I left off in the podcast in the car on the way over. We'll just start there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I am really my dream cafe experience, so I'm gonna play a podcast for you right now. Don't have to speak. Like, just do the bit from the score sheet as per Laura's instruction, and the rest of it is just we're just gonna listen to the podcast. I just wouldn't give the context. I'll just like <laughs> everyone questioning what's going on. <laughs> You've won it now. It doesn't matter what happens next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have any, if if you were chatting to someone who was interested in competing in extractive development, then do you have any like tips for them getting involved or any reasons for, that they should definitely do the competition? I would 100% say like it's so accessible because when I did uh, BCs, I I remember I went to semifinals with three full suitcases of equipment, like a ridiculous amount of equipment. Um, And then when it came to extractive development, I remember I got on the train to go to Birmingham and I just had a little shoulder bag with me laptop and a change of clothes in. And I was like, I don't have anything. And I was like, you don't need anything to do that competition. You guys provided everything, which means that there was no costs involved for me because Colin supplied the coffee. So it was 100% accessible. So for a, a new barista, I mean, baristas don't earn a lot of money unless you have like a roastery to help you compete. It's like, it's really hard to do it alone. So extract development 100%. You can just put your name in, go do it. It's so simple. Yeah. And that's one one thing that I really loved about it. And because we all use the same equipment as well, which is really interesting. So obviously you gave us choices for different brewers and things like that, but we all use the same scales, the same cups. So there's none of the like, oh, well, that person has like a really expensive like setup and I can't afford that. You know, we all had the same. So it was a lot more down on just talent. Oh, I guess that, yeah. So tips wise, definitely uh, making sure you well for us anyway it was like so helpful to meet in person like quite yeah. a lot yeah and um just go break down the competition into like the main stages and then um go through each of those so the way we would practice would be to you know like doing the espresso um round for example um so choosing the espresso dialing that in together talking about why the recipe would be a certain way then walking through how we would make that together was super helpful and then putting it all together at the end. Um, so doing that alongside looking at the score sheet was basically the way we approached it. So, okay, what, like, what do we get scored for? Um, what do we think tastes good and how should we, how should we do that? So mm-hmm. We pretty much like choreographed the entire routine. <laughs> Cause like even then on stage, like I went, my mind went blank. I was like, oh, okay, but what should I, I shouldn't be standing still right now. I should be doing something. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely, I'm going to be pressing this button right now. Like it's kind of like, you don't really have to think so much. It's something you know you're meant to be moving and there's something that's actually <laughs> happening on stage. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I standing still? <laughs> no so we had to choreograph the brewing part, especially because Cullen's left-handed and we tried it the opposite way around. We kept banging elbows. 
So it was like little things like that, like being on stage in a small area with like another person. It's so easy to bump into each other. So we had to make sure that we we were moving in a way where we weren't getting in each other's way. Because like, yeah, it's really odd competing with a second person, like with somebody else and you've done it alone. It's nice. It's nice and comforting to have somebody else up there with you because you're kind of in it together, which was nice. Yeah, that mind going blank thing is, uh, it's nerves, isn't it? And like, if you have memorized your routine, it can really help because you just need to get the first bit out of it. Like I competed a whole one time in the VCs. Um, I was terrified. I actually forgot to tamp. That's how nervous I was. And I was sat there right before I went on and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And my manager at the time was like, just tell me the first line of your speech, just the first line. And I promise you the rest will come. And she was right because I'd rehearsed it so much, but the anxiety can really like, take away from presenting yourself mm. which is why we had the um the brew bar bit as well because it felt like a bit of a yeah. less pressured way to still represent yourself in the competition setting but without maybe like the I don't know anxiety of people looking at you on stage do either of you I suppose Laura, mm. you're a seasoned competitor now but Cullen how did you find it like being on stage was there anything that like helped keep you calm was it Laura keeping you calm on stage <laughs> I can't, I can't not say that. Like, for, I, mean, I think it was everything. I think it was the, the entire setup. Um, knowing that it felt like, uh, everybody kind of setting up the competition and the whole festival was very, um, welcoming. It felt there was, there was obviously pressure, but it was more about kind of excitement, kind of about kind of seeing what, like how we do. Um, not like, like a negative pressure <laughs> um yeah I mean that all made it feel quite um welcoming mm-hmm. I also feel as well um I didn't really have much time to think about the pressure because yeah. um yeah. like Laura was helping us out with our because we did a stall as well at the festival um and like Laura's helping out uh Leo and I and um I was just so like I was, I was so busy trying to like talk to people and like make coffees and and then when the competition came I was like oh I've got, I've got a girl it's time for, it's time for the competition. <laughs> It was kind of only when I was on stage, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> wait, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was only, that's when I started feeling a little bit nervous. But um, yeah, it was quite, I guess, like I didn't give myself space to, you know, let it get to me, which I can imagine it probably would have a lot more if I had kind of been waiting around, watching everybody, mm-hmm. thinking about it. So I think all of those things. Um, and then also, I think finally, like, you know, I do feel quite confident in the coffee we have. And I feel like, Personally, I feel like there's like this, the competition kind of existed, but then I was also like, well, it's really about the coffees that we're working with and how we're bringing them over. And like, it's, I kind of, I kind of pushed myself to think kind of about that more than, you know, the actual presentation, mm-hmm. um, like the competition. I was thinking, well, this is just another way of kind of helping elevate this coffee. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's more about that. So I, was, I basically tried to separate myself from like, you know, it's about me too. It's about the coffee. But then, you know, my mind still went blank. So, you know, it didn't work that well. <laughs> I didn't notice that on stage. Like, yeah, as far as I was continue, I didn't notice that your mind went blank at all. For me, it, it felt like an hour for me. But yeah. I imagine it was oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. A second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you still remember all the info well, about your competition coffee? Are you happy to celebrate it a bit on the podcast? Tell, tell our lovely listeners about um, it. Well, yeah, I mean, so I actually, I, so I just came back from, as I mentioned, from Peru and, um, I met with, um, Roxana Rubio, which is, um, Richard Rubio's sister. 
so Richard's copy was the one that we used for the espresso. So his copy is a wash cedra from uh, like just north of um, Heian in um, in Kayamaku in northern Peru. So yeah, this copy was it's one of their kind of exemplar copies from their from their farm. And um, the copy farm is run by um, Consuelo Rubio, who's the mother, and then Roxana and Blanca, the daughters, and uh, Richard, uh, the son. Um, and their mission is to become the best female-led yeah, coffee farm in um, in Peru. Right, so um, our kind of role working for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they're working super hard to make that happen. And uh, we're kind of in the process of kind of working out together, like how we can kind of develop our long-term relationship. Um, then Samuel's coffee is what we won the best filter with. It's a wash geisha from um, San Tipo, which is in um, Hunin, in the central Amazonian region in Peru. This is a wash process coffee. So I'm working with Samuel through um, another roaster in uh, Lima. He's been working with Samuel since 2016, part of a UN project to support producers uh, into speciality away from coca production. So Samuel's been working with him since then. And they're actually moving into uh, the next part of their like, relationship is doing more experimental processes together. I think this year we'll get some more Samuel's wash process, but then in the future, maybe some of his anaerobic processes that they're going to start experimenting with. So yeah, there's kind of a an interesting connection we have to the coffees we work with yeah did you tell them about winning in the various categories yeah well, I, t- I mean i messaged blanca the moment we won and like she was posting it and then like oh. i got photos like with roxana with like because we have her mother's coffee as well like consuelo and, and richard so we were hanging out when i was in peru yeah trying their coffees um and i let uh, samuel know through david he let him know he said he was very excited so <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's, uh, I made sure, I mean, straight away, I was like posting about, posting about it and telling everybody I had a connection with. That's great. Well, it is, it's all about the coffee at the end of the day, isn't it? And I think, um, hmm. I think that was a really nice approach you took to the competition, like remembering that that's what it's all about and keeping that mm-hmm. your focus because we can have all the fun in the world, but at the end of the day, it's, it's about the amazing coffee that these producers are, are creating and mm. yeah, giving that a moment to shine and celebrating that is we like that I think (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you thank you both so much thank you for joining us here on the bring it over podcast um obviously we've spoken a bit about what you've been up to since the competition but if people want to find out more about you and the work you're up to where can they find you if you're happy to share that Colin do you want to go first yeah so I think um the best way to keep up to date with what I'm up to and uh, what we're up to at Conscious is by following following us on Instagram. So um, it's at Conscious with Coffee. You'll find us. It's the C in the brackets with the red background. And I currently work at Saint Espresso as a barista trainer. I'm usually around. We have seven sites around London, so I'm usually working either in one of the sites or at the roastery training or helping out. Um, so yeah, and then I'm usually around at cupping events. Uh, I usually go to the London cupping. Um, events and things like that so yeah I'm, if there's coffee in London I'm probably there <laughs> <laughs> follow the small coffee in London <laughs> oh well thank you so much we'll put all, links to all of that in the show notes so people uh, know where to find you and can connect with you afterwards especially prospective extractive development competitors who might want to connect with you both mm. and learn a bit more about your experience thank you for joining us it's been really nice to catch up and congratulations once again for being the very first extractive development champions thank you for having us it was so much fun yeah it was it was really fun
that's made me feel uh well quite proud but also like really nostalgic i think the the launch of extractor development took up so much like brain space and energy like the the theoretical launch of it and the run-up to it that like mm-hmm. the reality of it as i'm almost like experiencing it more now like in upon reflection than in the moment because i think my adrenaline was quite high on the day so that was really yeah. lovely to chat with them both and hear their experiences yeah it was amazing to see how everything that we'd intended to create with the competition like that sort of networking and and community building what actually took place at the event and uh, for me yeah. having done like coffee festivals for quite a while now as much as i love doing them they've you know they've become quite samey <laughs> so i really enjoyed this opportunity <laughs> to do something like new and really fresh and something which really like re-engaged the coffee community and doing it in birmingham as well where we hadn't done yeah. an event before have, having the opportunity to deliver something for that community was yeah it just felt really good it, yeah it made me feel like re-engaged with coffee in general yeah I think that's maybe not something either of us anticipated with it, is it? Like, I think, no. again, when it was just this theory and like, we're like, and we're going to do this, that we didn't maybe foresee the, like, actually, like, surprisingly emotional side of the competition and like hearing two people talk about their like lived experience of it being such a positive one. And they, the fact that they walked away feeling confident, like, that's, that's so massive. It's so hard in this industry to know that you're yeah. doing the right thing, that you're making the right choices. And, we're so about community but we get can get pretty bad at just being welcoming and like saying well done to other people and it's yeah. just yeah I feel very very pleased and I hope I hope the people listening has got that sense that the competition really is celebratory it really is it is and everyone involved in this edition and I'm sure in future editions was so invested in it and like so behind it and supportive of it like from the sponsors we have you know we work with Conti and Compaq and Brewit Group Husky um who else who are other sponsors <laughs> oh yeah and Mo- MoMA, <laughs> MoMA of course MoMA <laughs> just their commitment to the competition and their you know the resources that they provided and the support that they gave on the day was all incredible and ricardo was yeah. our wonderful mc and all the incredible oh volunteers God. as amazing well amazing mc yeah yeah it was just a real yeah. like team effort and the judges of course yeah yeah, yeah there were a lot of people involved in the competition it was like <laughs> yeah like actually it's made its whole own community this like sub community mm-hmm. of people and you're right like i think the fact that people came into it just already believing in it and demonstrated mm-hmm. that through just doing it, like supporting however they were there to support properly, gave it that validity and it made it like a safe place for people like Cullen who hadn't competed before to step up and, and have a positive experience. And even people who have competed many, many times like Laura to mm-hmm. have like a refreshing, like new experience that's fun and meet new people and figure out new things. Yeah, I don't think we could have, dreamed a better manifestation of it and i just can't wait i can't wait to see it like for all of our listeners out there this is this is forever now this is extractive development <laughs> is always going to be part of the cup north experience so uh, manchester coffee festival you'll see it birmingham coffee festival you'll see it dublin coffee festival you'll see it <laughs> i feel like that might be the first time we've said dublin on the podcast so you have I to give it maybe yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you heard it here first guys yeah <laughs> Woo! And likewise, drop drop me a message anytime if you're interested in finding out more. I love to talk about it. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm looking for the excuse, basically. <laughs> it's Grace's second baby. First baby Sid, second baby extractor development. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I have a dog, it's baby number two. But before Sid, baby number one. Oh, well. And now thank Sid's you. had his mention of the, on the podcast, we could probably say bye. <laughs> Yeah. the box that's it well yeah thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of brewing it over we're very grateful to have all of you as our listeners please don't forget to uh, like and subscribe if you want to check out past episodes go check out our instagram page at brewing it over and we'll see you next time for another episode bye